0: Let's go to work. As barbers, we cut hair and fade all day. This podcast goes beyond the barber's chair and is about the rest of our story. Positioning ourselves for success, avoiding costly mistakes, and continuing to grow and thrive as barbers for years to come. Join us as we look at the whole world of barbering and go beyond the barber's chair. You hear people say, you need to get an LLC. And we hear this over and over and over again, but no one seems to tell us what an LLC is. And this was the question that actually really kicked off the need for the podcast here, because the whole point of the podcast is to get information to barbers that we can use to be able to build our businesses, build our bodies, build our futures, and just build our lives as barbers. Now, uh, Ray Scott has been a supporter of the barber community for a long, long, long time. I've known him since back when I was in barber school. He'd come around occasionally and had this van just filled with barber supplies. It uh, It was a store on wheels. And I always knew him as my supply guy. And Ray breaks down what the LLC actually is and what it is not. So I'm just going to get straight to the interview and let him break it down for us. Well, Ray, I want to thank you for your time. I know you, you got a lot of things going on over there. So I uh, really want to you know, say thank you for the time and re- respect that. So uh, I'll be going right into the questions here. You and I are talking recently about business entities. As barbers, and we, we hear things from other barbers. Yeah, you got to get yourself an LLC. Yeah, you got to do this. Yeah, you got to do that. But we really, beyond that, a lot of folks who I talk to, don't know what that really means. They just know they need to go an LLC and you can go to LegalZoom and get it done. Every attorney I've ever talked to and anyone I've ever talked to that LegalZoom is an option for, they've always said that the danger of that is you don't know what you're doing and there's a lot of details I could miss. So uh, I guess what I wanna do is just kinda of start with you here. Tell me a little bit about what it is that you that you do uh, as far as, as the company. And the kind of services that you provide for uh, for barbers,
1: absolutely. Um, thank you for having me. This is a great opportunity for us to talk. We talk off offline oftentimes, times, and and it's always a pleasure. Well, when it comes to the business entities, uh, the lawyers they they are they are quite correct when they say you got to be careful. You know, you could always go on online and get you know the you know, legal zoom or any other. Database that offer that service, but you'll be shooting in the dark. It's best to get an understanding, especially in this industry. A lot of barbers, stylists, they suggest this to them, but they don't give them the other side of the story. Okay. Establishing a business entity, there's several different ones. Okay. There is corporation, which is a C class or S class. You have LLC, which is a limited liability company. And you have sole proprietorship. You got partnerships, there's several different ones, but as a barber stylist in this industry, the best one and the safest one to get initially is the LLC. This comes with a simpler setup, okay? If you go into being a corporation, it gets really complicated at that point. And that's really above most of our pay grade as far as stylists and
0: barbers, if that answers your question. I think it does. What is an entity? If you're to describe an entity to say a third grader, mm. uh, how would you how would you explain that to them? Okay. A business entity is almost
1: like a person. You're creating another body. Okay. And that has its own life, has its own ID number. You have a social security number. That business has a tax ID number. So the same thing a human being could do, own property, purchase, get credit cards and loans and everything that entity could also do. So you, and essentially you're creating another body.
0: Okay. Let me kind of repeat back to you what I'm, what I'm understanding from this and tell me if I got this right. Cause I, I may be completely wrong on this. Right. It sounds to me like, you know, so here I am Dave Green. If I'm going to set up, it'd be like I'm setting up another Dave Green.
1: Right. You'll be setting up another Dave Green to do different things. Okay. The flesh, <laughs> Dave Green cannot do. Okay, you so can't. If I change into-
0: that, if I uh-huh. change it from creating another Dave Green, and I say Dave's Barbers, right? Just, you know, I'm creating a company. It's called Dave's Barbers. Mm-hmm. So Dave's Barbers could go and buy a building, or uh, open a business, or or get credit cards. It would function as its own thing. So. Like maybe Dave Green isn't doing something, but Dave's Barber's the shop is doing this absolutely, okay, so like if I got if I were to get like say I want to put a TV with internet you know get you know get get the Netflix or whatever playing in the in the shop and it's my shop, Dave Green wouldn't do that. Dave's barber's the shop that would be the one that goes into the contract so they're not they're not contracting with me they're contracting with the corporation
1: yes, essentially. Okay. Essentially. okay. The gift of LLC, which is a limited liability company, it actually reduces the amount of liability you would have as an individual, as opposed to you being a, a sole proprietor in your business where your name is on everything. Your social security number is attached to your business. You are totally exposed to any kind of legal action, and your personal belongings are actually attached to that. Is that an LLC
0: or a sole proprietorship? when you're
1: doing it as a sole proprietorship, okay, you are totally exposed as an individual. There's no separation between you and your business. But if you set up as an LLC or a corporation, there's a separation between you and that company. And the key words in this is limited liability company. okay. Whereas your liability as a personal individual is limited. okay, And your business is limited. They could only get how much you have in this business. That's it. They can't come and say, I'm going to take you home too. Okay. If someone is about to sue you or anything of that nature, there's okay. a limit you can get.
0: But if you're a sole proprietorship, they get everything. So if I, if I understand this
1: uh uh-huh.
0: and, and I, I want to make sure I'm getting this absolutely right. Yeah. As a sole proprietorship, it's me. Everything is me. If I cut someone really good with a razor, that's me. They they can sue me. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. If it is Dave's Barbers, the shop, all right? If Mm -hmm. it's the shop. Right. And I cut someone with a razor in that shop, Mm -hmm. then they're not coming after Dave Green. They're going after the shop. Do I understand it properly? Yes.
1: And that goes hand in hand with the shop having E&O insurance. Arizona omissions or any kind of liability insurance for those actions. Mm-hmm. You see, so they go hand in hand. So you'll be a, the business is a separate entity, and that
0: business also has insurance separate from you. So the business would have its own insurance. Yes. yes. Okay. Gotcha. All right. Now, if the I'm trying to think of how to ask this question here because it, it it's a, it could be such a complicated subject here, and I, want, and I want to make sure I don't overcomplicate it. Right. So. The concept of the entity mm-hmm. is a way to be able to do business mm-hmm. and run a business mm-hmm. without the personal risk of running the business. Yes, not
1: all the personal risk. Now, we're not mm-hmm. saying you know you don't have any responsibility as an individual because it's a limited liability company. Now, mm-hmm. as a corporation, now the level of Protection
0: increases. So we're talking about these entities. Can you kind of walk us through this here? Uh, Say like the sole proprietorship. What are the uh, pros and cons of of that kind of entity? The pros of a sole
1: proprietorship is that it's minimal setup. Okay. You could walk out your door today and be a sole proprietor. All you need is a business license. Mm -hmm. That's it. Your name is on the door. Everything comes to you. Revenue, liabilities, everything. Expenses, everything is under you, the individual, okay? You don't need no um, special license to do that. All it pertains in the county that you're in, you need a business license to conduct your business, yes. But there's no special filings or anything like that. It's just you, okay? that's That's the only benefit, but that's not really a benefit. It actually is a disadvantage also because it goes into you having total liability for that business now. Okay. So you having total responsibilities beneficial because you don't have, is an easy setup, but that same thing can be a curse too. Mm-hmm. So, so you can't really say it's an advantage. The disadvantage for now for having a um, sole proprietorship, it goes deep. So now you're responsible for everything. Okay. You can't, operate as a a separate entity now. Everything runs through the individual, the liabilities, the expenses, the um, revenues, and everything is linked to your personal property. So if something happens in your business and you're a sole proprietor, your personal property, as Dave Green, is also linked to that automatically. So if you have to get any kind of legal action against you, that plaintiff, has the right to go after everything that is attached to you because there's no separation. So that's the greatest disadvantage. Okay. And also, yes, you'll be able to open uh, credit cards and all of this kind of things, but as an individual now, you don't have a business um, tax ID number. So now you can't go and open business accounts. You can't get real trade lines. Okay. To, grow your business. Now you're going to have to come out of pocket for everything because you really don't have a business that you could present to a financial institution. They're going to say, do you have a business license? What's your tax ID number? What's your this? What's your that? What's your that? Oh, I don't have it. I just do business. Well, we can't lend you any money. Not under that business. Now you're going to have to be the total guarantor of that business, okay? Which is not the good thing and a good position for anybody to be in. So that's the worst position for someone to set up a business house, a sole proprietor, worst position, you're not protected. There's no protection granted to
0: you as that. So if I were to say, for example, well, let's say I just injured somebody, Mm -hmm. uh, they could literally come after me and if I don't have the money to pay for their bills, then I could be forced to sell my house or something like that. Absolutely. Wow, okay. Yes. Yikes. Okay. <laughs> okay. Now that's just as an individual barber. Now I'm guessing, let me, let me just kind of be a little more specific with that. Say I'm a barber and I'm working at a barbershop, somebody else's barbershop. Mm-hmm. I guess I don't have to worry about the business side of that. Uh, like if I, if I was, working, say Greycliffs or, or, or Frank's barbershop or wherever, I'm, I'm there. It's just me. And I interest someone there at their shop. hmm and they would probably turn around and sue the shop as opposed to suing me. Right. That's if, that's if
1: after they, they actually file paperwork, they realize that that shop is actually set up correctly. Mm-hmm. You see, a lot of times people don't understand a great Clips is a corporation. So they already got all the lines of protection there. They know about this. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's not in the same context as Bob's barbershop. Mm mm-hmm. They would have to have the same things in line as a Great Clips: the insurance, the, the business set up correctly. It's in compliance. the the These barbers there are employees. They mm-hmm. can't be independent contractors,
0: and they cover them. So, if I want to be a booth runner somewhere, then I pretty much need to have some kind yeah. of some kind of entity protection. Because yes. if I don't, the shop itself doesn't have it. And you're exposed now. Gotcha. Okay, so soap for hardship, bad. Yes. Uh, let's talk about the LLC. Mm-hmm. Uh, pros, cons? Okay.
1: Um, the pros for that
0: is easy
1: setup. There's a filing to the state. It takes probably, I would say, a week to three weeks for you to get response back. Okay. once you set up, you get your articles of organization from the state or whichever database you might have used. And you could go and open your bank accounts, all the bank accounts for your business and things of that nature. That one articles of organization allow you to set your business up to be protected in the future. Okay. so the advantage of that, like we said before, is that you have a limited liability for any kind of action, legal action. Okay, that it's harder for anyone to come and take your personal property because of something that happened in your business. Okay, That's the whole point of setting these things up is protecting yourself. Otherwise, you wouldn't need to be an LLC or a corporation if you, you are not concerned with litigation because we live in a litigation society. That's why all of these things are in place to protect the business owner. Prior to that, they didn't have that protection. It's either you were... Uh, so, sole, sole proprietor or a corporation. The LLC is something that was actually came after to encourage entrepreneurship and things of that nature at a at a low level. Mm-hmm. Prior to that, though, really everybody was mom and pop. but just ran a business as is, mm-hmm. right? And this is a recent thing, not yesterday, but few decades that they set up this LLC opportunity for entrepreneurial benefits. So it allowed a lot of people now to say, I can open a business and have the same privileges as a corporation to a certain extent, okay? So that allowed the markets in all different industries now to have so much entrepreneurs have the ability to say, I'm gonna open a real estate office. I'm gonna open uh, an auto mechanic shop and it's not gonna be Boss mechanic shop. It's gonna be you know, Midas Touch. The, the owner's name is not even attached to it. His name is nowhere near, okay. And it stands by
0: itself. Is that something you want to do if you open an LLC? Make sure it's something that's not any, anything connected to your name. Yes, yes, it would be best. It
1: would be best. I know a lot of people open businesses, and say have their last name and stuff like that, which is not horrible. It's not like you know that's a taboo kind of thing. But if you're gonna, if you want your business to really grow and you expect some astronomical growth. You would want it to be something that doesn't have your name on it something generic ibm you don't know the owners of ibm do you no you know you don't. Know, their name is not on the on the on the on the invoice microsoft the owner's name is not on the invoice but once you reach corporate level and things like that that's where you really your name need not be on there gotcha
0: you see but so it'd be wise to go ahead and just do that as an llc anyway just go ahead and plan for success
1: yes Yes. Okay.
0: And uh, so if I were to use that same scenario, I'm cutting in Bob's barbershop and I cut someone the razor and they decide to sue. Well, they would be suing the barbershop and even if the barbershop doesn't have any kind of protection or anything like that. With me as an LLC.
1: They'll come after your company.
0: They'll come now after I'm my talking. company. So yes. if they if they were to come to me directly, then they would be redirected to the company. Yes. Okay. And so then they would go after the company and then they can go after where the company's got, you know. And right. You know, That's you the first line of
1: defense. That's the first line of defense, whatever the company
0: has. OK. All right. So you're you're basically setting up a wall to to protect yourself with that. Yes. Yes. What else does an LLC do?
1: When you say what else do they do? What do you mean?
0: So you said uh, I'm able to open up bank accounts and things like that uh you mentioned something. purchase property
1: to purchase property Mm -hmm. go into contract okay with any other business entity or another individual Mm -hmm. okay set up accounts it totally exists as though it's a separate human being the only combination to that is that and i'm this is a little segue as an llc you file your taxes with your personal it's one tax, mm-hmm. okay. That's the only difference.
0: You're you're operating together in that sense. Yes, but all of that is te- totally separate. You said enter into contracts. Mm-hmm. Have you ever had someone say, you know, I'm not going to enter into a contract with LLC. I'm just going to do it with a, with a person. Have you ever seen people try doing that? Like relief? you can't. That's that's illegal. Really, is it?
1: Yeah, because what you're saying is that the 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 the, the LLC, all right. And I use the word illegal very loosely, but you're telling the individual that no, I want to go into contract with you, not your business. That's not a good position of anybody to take mm-hmm. If someone says, if you have a business and they say, I don't want to go into contract with your business, I want to have your name on this contract as far as instead of your business, you'd be like, why? Because that leaves me exposed. The mm-hmm. reason I have a company is for protection. That means you're trying to make me stay outside in the cold. You, okay? That's a vulnerable position for me to put myself in. Okay? Just like if you sign on a lease and you have a business, why would you sign the lease as Bob when you have a company? Right. Put your company name on it. Bob is going to sign as an authorized signer, but the contract is between the company and and the llc
0: not, not you personally you know as a as a side sheet from that because you know we mentioned leases a lot of these leases like to have personal guarantees uh does an llc protect with that
1: when you say well i haven't seen at least that's personally guarantee um on it i don't i haven't seen that they go they have a contact you're the contact you're the one that's actually um facilitating the lease but mm-hmm. the lease is actually between the company and that company Mm -hmm. okay you have authorized signers and authorized members to transact business on behalf of the llc Mm -hmm. okay but initially it's the llc or the corporation okay could you imagine you have a corporation right and then they say no we want you as the cfo to personally guarantee this transaction how does that sound
0: I actually uh, had that situation a while back. Mm. Someone, someone, uh, there's an office space which I was looking at, and they said, "No, no, no. I, I want a personal guarantee. I'm not dealing with a corporation." Now, obviously, I wanted not moving forward with that. Exactly. Yeah, you because know, I mean, it's like, well, no. <laughs> <I'm not>.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you know, why would I do that?
0: <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, all right. So it's not not as rampant as uh, as it may have been and all that. No. Okay. No. All right. That's-
1: that limits that individual. That it limits that, that all that building to get anybody to lease the space. Mm-hmm. If you put that as a stipulation, how many people are going to sign up for that?
0: You'd be surprised. People who don't know, well, people who well, are doing business. <laughs> I
1: hope not. I hope. Yeah.
0: not. <laughs> yeah. Actually, uh, there is a commercial realtor who uh, who I've been speaking with, and uh, they should be on the podcast somewhere in the next few weeks. Uh, we've got mm-hmm. that getting them scheduled mm-hmm. in there. That's gonna be really fun because I know people are going to be wanting to. Be able, to, be able to buy or lease barbershops, and and she's got some serious insight on it here in the Atlanta area. Yeah, I'd that. like to hear that. Yeah, yeah looking here. forward to that one coming up. All right, so we've seen the good, the good size. What's what's the downsize to LLC? It's actually limited liability. Mm-hmm. So
1: you're still exposed to a certain extent. Okay? You're not as covered as a uh, corporation. Okay? That's the only downsides really. Mm-hmm. And The second halfway downside is that the taxes are filed together. Okay. Okay. But there's a lot, there's large companies that are still LLC, you know, million dollar company that's still LLC and LLPs, which is a limited liability partnership. It's a whole different, you know, conversation that we could have on that. But yeah, they have, they have the same kind of situation and those companies are not limited in their growth potential. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, multi-million dollar companies are still LLCs also.
0: Okay. So um, if you're talking to barbers and stylists, who do you say the LLC is best suited for?
1: All small businesses. Let's say, I would say as far as under 500000 mm-hmm. grossing, you know, it would still be advantageous. Now, I'm saying this not knowing everyone's position, mm-hmm. so you know, generally speaking, right. This is a general statement. You know, mm-hmm. you don't go into corporate unless you really have plans or you have to, because with that comes responsibility. Now mm-hmm. at a different level, the level of responsibility increases as you become a corporation. Okay. And, for us to go into those level of responsibilities just one or two is that now you are definitely under the microscope of the IRS because they have rulership over you now. You have to conduct that corporation according to their guidelines. And they have the authority to come and ask you questions and things of that nature at
0: any time during the year to see if you're in compliance with their guidelines. So if you're a corporation and we'll we'll go into that. But if you're a corporation, the IRS, they take a special interest in what you got going on. Yes,
1: yes. Making sure that you're in compliance with their regulation. Okay. Okay. As an LLC, they're not so heavy on you. I'm not saying that you know you it's a free-for-all, okay, but they're not so pinpoint on your establishment as a LLC, mm-hmm. because there's there's considerably more LLCs. Than corporations out here because of the ease of creation. You go into corporate status um, now. There's regulations on the books, tax wise, business wise, that you have to be in compliance with all the time. Otherwise, you risk being fined.
0: Wow. Okay. All right. And uh, as far as the money, as far as LLCs go, so you have the business, mm-hmm. and it's your know, Bob's <laughs> LLC. Mm-hmm. and your customers are paying the business. They're not cash apping you. They're paying the business. Right. And then the business would actually cut you a check.
1: Well, so that's, that's if you LLC, set it up
0: like that. As LLC. Okay. How how okay. does how does that work?
1: Well, there are several different ways in, in where an LLC or the business can pay its organizer or its member, because the LLCs have members. You okay. can have a single-member LLC or multi-member LLC. So if you are looking to be um, salary-based via your LLC or um, being paid by them, now you have to present the right documentation for you could do that. There's several ways. So one way is you could do a a one-time draw. They call it a draw that the company pays you, you know, let's say, you know, $2,000 every month, Mm -hmm. you you know? And you don't have to be an employee for that, okay? That's just a draw that the company does, Mm -hmm. okay? They're not responsible for taxes and anything attached to that. They're just giving you a straight check. You have to do all your taxes and things for that, okay? Okay. There's another way where you could take a loan from the company, okay, that you pay back. You know, that's another way. So, or you could set up as an employee and you get get paid as an employee, whether it's weekly, bi-monthly, things of that nature. Okay.
0: yeah. Now, if you set up as a draw, and you, so you take this draw, you're responsible for your taxes. Mm-hmm. Is that all the things you normally see on payroll taxes, like your FICA, your Social securities, all those oh, things? That,
1: yeah, that's what you would be responsible for.
0: Okay, so you, you would actually cover that on your own as the person. Yes. The tax. So let's mm-hmm. say they gave you the, the, the draw of $2,000. Mm-hmm. From that 2000 you would take X number to pay the federal income, X for the state, X for Social Security, Medicaid, and all those. You would take those out and make those payments on your own.
1: Yeah, in theory, what happens? Um, what happens is that let's say there's a two thousand dollar draw. Most people just take the cash, do whatever they want with it, right? And mm-hmm. wait till the end of the year to tally that up and pay the taxes accordingly. Okay. Okay. Some might look to do it on a monthly or as the draw happens to set aside in different accounts a percentage of that, so that they don't have to worry about it when it tax item. Okay. So that's one of the two the, two ways that it could be done. Okay. okay. Or set up a quarterly taxation um, situation where you pay the IRS every quarter based on what you think you're going to owe them. Sounds
0: like a lot of math. Yes. <laughs> so yes. A lot of organization, yes. a lot of math doing it that way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's that way. If you if they do it like a like a um, if they're doing like an employee, then how's that work?
1: Uh, the company would set them up as an employee via the Department of Labor mm-hmm. and then you would either set up your own payroll or have a payroll company um pay the, the employee just like anybody else
0: okay it seems like you'd want to have a payroll company doing that because those things can get pretty complex if I or is, is, is it simple enough where, where average Joe could go and do that and have no issues with it or is it something where want well, you want to you could learn
1: you could learn. Depends on how many employees. If you only got two employees, you could you could learn the process and submit it yourself. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but once you start dealing with, you know, double digit employees and things, it's gonna get complicated and it's gonna get cumbersome. Okay. okay. But also if you set up a payroll company now, that's another expense on your books that you gotta pay for now. Mm-hmm. You know, you in addition to your payroll taxes, you're gonna also have to pay the company that processes your payroll. And depending on which company you use, it's gonna cost you. Okay. So that's basically another expense
0: that's gonna be on your books. Gotcha, gotcha. So and I'm guessing it's not really that many math problems. I mean, if I think of my paycheck study, you see like four or five things, four or five deductions taken away from there, you would think that you'd be able to just kinda of do the math and then put this in an account.
1: Yeah. Say that right or not, everybody is not that um <laughs> that savvy. Right. You know, and in business you can't do everything. You mm-hmm. might start out doing everything, but as you grow, it gets more and more difficult for you to be the chief bottle washer and the cook at the same time.
0: Mm-hmm. And and that's where the payroll guys come in? When, yes. When it, too, when it becomes too much. Yes. Yes. Okay, gotcha. Yes. Uh what else would we want barber to know about LLCs? Good or bad? It's
1: they have to have.
0: And by the way, one. thank you for bringing this thing down because uh, most of us have never heard anything like that. Uh, yeah, so this <laughs> is really surface.
1: You know, we could spend you know <laughs> days for me to really break it down because we have workshops that we do at the natural hair shows and things of that nature. But those are crammed mm-hmm. an hour, hour and a half. You know, trying to answer questions and things like that nature. But yeah, it's it for uh. A layman for, for lack of a better word, it's difficult. Mm-hmm. You know, it's difficult to navigate all of that in addition to handling
0: your business. So I guess it depends on the value of the person's time. Yes. And, and the skill set. I mean, yeah, you know, I'm not I'm the great, I'm not the greatest person in math, and quite honestly, I'm not the greatest person in saying, hey, I'm gonna set this money aside. I'm not the best out of that. Exactly. So, so for exactly. me, the payroll company might actually be worth it. If I'm just doing it for myself. Right. As if you have a lady who I know over in Norcross who is an absolute genius with money, mm-hmm. she's so disciplined, that might be the way for her to go. Just go ahead and do it all on her own and make it work. Right. So, so there's no one way there. It just kind of depends case by case. Mm-hmm. So for small businesses, we're talking about you small sole proprietorship, which is bad, LLC, which is pretty good. Uh, could yes. be complicated real quick or it might cost a little bit, but it's, <laughs> it's a good step at what point does someone want to look at and if I'm understand we said earlier on, the corporations are really complex. Yes. Uh, at what point would a barber want to look at that kind of stuff?
1: Okay. Hmm. It's a case by case basis. Basically what your, what's your plans? What's your plans? If you have plans of grandeur, you know, You open in a school, you open, you have several shops and things of that nature, and you really want to run your business as a business, then setting up a corporation, LLC or, uh, um, not LLC, but S Corp or or C Corp, you would investigate doing that. But you will not be able to do that on your own. Mm -hmm. You will have to get someone, uh, a tax professional, to help you set that up and put everything in place. Um, business consultant to help you set that up and put everything in place because it's not one way it's not like you set it up and you, you set it and leave it and you go about your business it's constant keeping in compliance with the regulations that's put it's already in place okay for example you have to have meetings for your company every every month or as the irs requires it and you have to have the minutes of what you discussed every time in a meeting you might have stock that comes with that corporation every corporation have it but you not every corporation utilize their stock options so you might be sitting on a hundred shares of stock okay as a corporation Mm -hmm. what are you going to do with that are you planning to sell stock in the corporation or no things like that so there's there's a lot of compliance and regulation that goes into that so it's not no longer You setting it up and you filing your taxes and and you're going about your business. No, because now when you file your taxes, you got to file two. You got to file a corporation tax by itself. And then if you're being paid by the corporation, now you have your personal taxes, which is totally separate. Okay.
0: So if if I go back to the sole proprietorship, bad LLC, pretty good. Corporation is complex and only if you got something really big on the horizon.
1: For the most part. That's
0: my, it's, in my opinion. oversimplifying simplifying, yeah. Yes.
1: You know what I'm saying? In my opinion, I know other people might say, yeah, they told me I should do that." A lot of times when people get advice, the advice is actually above their pay grade. They would say, someone say, uh, a friend of mine told me I, I could pay my children and da, da, da. I'm like, you barely know how to balance your books. Why would you even go and <laughs> try to, you know, get something like that? I would pay my child and and make my life more complicated, you know? So that's where, I'll give the example of the corporation. When you start going that way, it gets complicated and you cannot keep up with it. You might have barely you know, graduated high school. You might have barely graduated college. You gotta learn a whole new discipline to
0: be in compliant when you have a corporation. What kind of risks having for a small person who's a corporation? If someone decides to become a corporation, mm-hmm. and let's say maybe they probably shouldn't have, but let's say they went ahead and did it. Mm-hmm. Best intentions. Best intentions, but things things were not working out. Right. What kind of dangers could they could they face with that?
1: Well, it's it's a compliance issue. You might not be in compliance with all the regulations. Now, if the governing bodies require an answer from you and you you don't have the answer, now they have the right to fine you you know, now you're going to be in paperwork answering questions and things of that nature because you're not in compliance with the regulation. So it becomes really cumbersome after that point. So that's wow. like the, the you know, the, the all-in be-all when there's too much going on for you that you cannot keep up. So now you got to hire someone to do that for you, which is another expense. Me, for example, when I prepare corporate taxes, you know, corporate taxes start out at at least seven, $800, that's it. That's the way it starts out at, as opposed to a LLC and your taxes may start out at $300, $400, depending on the complex mm-hmm. nature of your, your taxes. Now, in addition to that, if you have someone else managing your corporation, as far as keeping in compliance with all the regulation, they're gonna ask for their fees also. Now, by the end of the year, you might, just because you have a corporation, you just added another $5,000 worth of expenses. You got to decide if that's worth you doing business. Okay. If you're going to go from LLC to corporation, is it worth that $5,000 expense that you're going to have to hire people to do things for you?
0: And I guess that kind of just depends on how the business is going, I guess. Exactly. Okay. Okay. All right, so there's no one pure answer. It's situation very situational.
1: Yes. Because everything is governed by the tax code. Mm-hmm. LLC, that's that's why they set it up. LLC corporations and sole proprietorships. It's based on the tax code. Mm-hmm. So the tax code changes every year. Now you have to keep up with that, or someone has to keep up with that pertaining to your particular situation.
0: Right. Like we don't already have nothing to keep track of exactly
1: like you want to <laughs> add that to your plate too i don't i don't think that's a good idea
0: you know right so uh, let's talk about you know someone you know just getting started or maybe they've been barbering for a while and they say all right it's time for me to go ahead and do this llc thing I- i've been being ahead enough uh, i get it, i want to do it um or what i mean I'm, obviously this is not meant to sell anyone It's meant to be informational for someone but let's say someone once again llc started Mm-hmm. whether you're helping them get started or if they're in you know, Colorado or wherever they right. are, they want to get one started. What do they need to be prepared to do?
1: Uh, depending on what
0: state they are, there's
1: different fees attached to it that you have to pay that state. Mm-hmm. Okay, Secretary of State is usually the, the database that is used to set up LLCs and business entities. So they have, every state got a cost to it. In Georgia, I think it's $100 that you got to pay to the state just a file. Mm -hmm. And then whoever you get to file it for you and set it up for you, they have their own fee too. Okay. So that's, that's one of the major things, depending on where you are and what region you are, there's different regulations on how you set it up and what requirements is necessary. So you got to know what's specific to your
0: area. So someone, someone in whoever state, they need to contact someone in their state. Yes. Someone in, so in Texas would need to contact somebody in Texas.
1: It would be best, though. You know, I personally have set up LLCs in New York, Georgia, Texas. You know, different places. But you know, for all intensive purposes, I would suggest the individual get somebody in
0: their state. Yes, on so local. Okay. So they can look in their eye and say hello to. Yes, yes. Okay, and gotcha. they
1: could all the different um, variations and conditions readily. As for me, if you ask me to do something in a different state, now I got to go do research to keep, be up to speed on what's the current
0: regulations for that state. And that's more time that's involved in your end. Right. Is there anything that I should ask about or mentioned or anything on your mind that we haven't talked about as far as you know, entities or anything like that?
1: No, when it comes to the entities, I think we covered a lot. We, we you know, we could always spend another two days Oh know, yeah, bloodshot eyes talking about it. But at the end of the day, as respect to this industry, every barber, especially the licensed barber and stylist, esthetician, you know, um, masseuse, everyone in this industry needs to have their business set up one way or the other, preferably the LLC as mm-hmm. soon as possible, because it helps you save money when it comes to your taxes, also. Mm-hmm. And it makes it legitimizes your business. You know, you can't show up with a pocket full of money saying that you want to go and get a loan at a financial institution. They're going to say, "Nah, we're not going to do that, Mm -hmm. you know, because you want a business loan, but you
0: don't have a business. Right. How's that work? That makes sense. That makes sense. Now, you say do workshops and things like that. Uh, You got anything on the horizon you want to talk about?
1: Yes, actually, uh, we have not set the dates yet, but in the end of this month and in September, we will be posting the the upcoming schedule for the business classes. More so, taxation how how to understand your taxes, mm. uh, business entity setup, things of that nature, and personal questions. Like most times in our workshops, we like individuals to ask personal questions pertaining to them, mm. because you in a you in a, a workshop and. Everything is situational. You got 30 individuals and one person have a personal question, but the other person might have a general, but we need you to ask personal questions so that you leave the workshop with something that is mm-hmm. going to be pertinent to your situation.
0: You've been supporting barbers for years. Uh, and I, that's, I, that's one thing is, I mean, that's how I met you. I met you back when you were just doing the van thing and, you know, right. just hopping through the whole city. And do you do most of these at your store over in uh, Duluth now, or do you see uh, locations?
1: Yes, we we used to have the classes inside the store at uh, 3580 Breckenridge Boulevard in Duluth, Georgia. It's called Mm -hmm. My Supply Guy Barber and Beauty Supply. Uh, We usually have the classes in there, but as the classes grow, we seek out other venues. And we also collaborate with other entities to do workshops in. Different locations too. We have this thing called the um, barber commissioners. We have it once a year with uh no grease. I don't know if you're familiar with no grease. Is that the uh, one that's
0: in um was it? Uh Discover Hills. Discovery yes. Hill? yes. Uh-huh.
1: So we usually have uh every November. Uh-huh. It's called the Barber Commissioners. We're gonna be actually having another one this year, too. It's cool. I think it's the second week in November. We'll start posting that soon too and mm-hmm. we we have it at um Dave and Buster's conference center inside the mall. Mm-hmm. So it's it's always an awesome event, uh great turnout, great information, we have great people on the panel asking pertinent questions, giving out great information to the industry and it's it's always catered and things of that nature. So look out for that.
0: What type of uh what type of information is being what, what type of information can people expect to get at the at the uh,
1: Well, the first year um, we had we had no grease speakers. We had also um, Clipper Kings, the owners of Clipper Kings. We have a lot of owners on the panel that's mm-hmm. actually in the industry. We had John from Fatology. Mm-hmm. Um, he has two shops in the Gwinnett area. And most of the information is based on the business side of Barbera. There's no cutting. There's no color class. It's all about the business side of Barbera whether you want to do a franchise, whether you want to um, be booth rental, again as opposed to percentage, all of that information is out there. And we, we have people and individuals that are actually doing that for you to ask the question of whether you're not, you could do it or not. You know, well, and what's the benefits of that. It's not, fine. you know, over the top is hands-on and you actually get to speak to the people that's moving and shaking in the industry.
0: Nice, nice, nice. Definitely keep me post on that? I, I want to get help promote that if I can at all because that's yes, that sounds like a really fantastic event. There, I want to acknowledge how long you've been supporting barbers. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I remember the first time I met you when I was over at Gwinnett Barber Institute, you know, just right. learning how to cut in the very beginning,
1: yeah, and, yeah,
0: and, and looking inside your inside that van you had there, like as a kid in a candy shop. It's like, oh my gosh, I want that, I want that, I want that, I want that. <laughs> mom I need. You. yeah yeah <laughs> my gosh man and it's kind
1: uh, of overwhelming
0: yeah it, it just just to see what you've been what you've been doing you know the the workshops and everything you've been doing has been pretty much solid just trying to support barbers and help barbers along the way you know whether they're students whether they're professionals you've always been good with the, the guys i've i've sent over that way uh it, it, it's been really fantastic i just want to acknowledge that and uh i also want to thank you for your time with being being with us here and uh i'm really looking forward to getting this podcast out there and getting into the ears of some of the listeners out there so i
1: appreciate i appreciate you giving me the opportunity and you know always like i say a lot of respect for you and what you do and how far you've came because like you said we met prior to you even you know having your paperwork in order. you know (laughs) (laughs) now you're all over the place Yeah, there's a story there there's no question about that yes 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 everybody got a story trust me
0: absolutely <laughs> all right well, thank you for time ray i do appreciate that so yes sir yes sir. and
1: look to see you again
0: that's it for today's episode of beyond the barber's chair i put links for my guests and for anything we discuss in the description i hope you got something great and that it helps you as a barber and in life If you like the podcast, I hope that you will tell a friend about it and subscribe so that you don't miss any upcoming shows. I'll see you next time as we go beyond the barber's chair.